That was literally verbal diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no, no. You are. You defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker What's up, jobbers? Welcome to the Jobber Knocker Podcast. I'm, of course, Nestle Media. JC is not here, so I found a rather... Well, I say maybe not. I was going to say rather... No, you're not. You're not that great. You're an okay replacement. Ladies and gentlemen, Ray Ray of the JK. Let's bring it up for Ray. There it is. Boy, between JC calling me a clown last week and then that just just smattering of an intro. The only thing is I don't understand why you're sitting here and tell me that I'm not that great because uh, given my extensive experience now... As a uh, as a guest here on the Jobber Knocker, I would like to officially let you know that I am now certified. I have certified myself. This is a certificate, just like our truth is a certified marriage counselor and, and a tag team counselor and a certified guest referee. I am now a certified guest host of the Jobber Knocker. It's official. Official. I have a certificate. Who 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 notarized that? Official. What? Who notarized that? Uh, this was notarized by. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's official. It's certificate. You don't need a. It doesn't. It does, a certificate bullshit. doesn't need to be notarized. It's, it's bullshit. That's not, how, that's not how it works. It's bullshit. I don't know what to tell you. It's bullshit. It's bullshit right off the gate. So look. So last time you were in the Jobber Knocker podcast, I believe it was with me, and you uh, you, you rattled me a little bit. Not gonna lie. <laughs> uh, so I hope this time I'm more uh, I'm more prepared. But anyway, we've got a shine. Well, we've got hopes. We've got dreams. We've got other things to talk about. Uh, a lot to talk about, I guess. Here as the return of the Ray instead of Jay Say. I guess if you can say it, baby. So, let's start. Always in the shine, like he would say with Mandy Rose. Uh, always in the shine, hashtag. But, Ray, since you are our guest or our guest host this week, Ray, why don't you tell me what you love the most? I think the top thing so far this week had to have been Paul Heyman. Between SmackDown and then Monday Night Raw, um, he sold everybody on a match that we've obviously already seen multiple times. I think when Brock came out, and everybody realized that this was the direction they were going for SummerSlam. There was a lot of people that didn't, they weren't excited. They were, oh, we've seen this before. It's a rematch. It's a rerun. Blah, 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 blah. Like, why are we doing this again? And then Heyman comes out and just absolutely drops fire on this thing and turns it into, again, the, the biggest fight that, you know, we've seen in a long time. He makes this thing look and feel so much bigger than it was um, to, to not really even my surprise, because the guy is just obviously, he's always been good at cutting promos. So for him to come out and, and to do it, and he did it twice. He did it on SmackDown, and then he came out on Raw, and you're like, okay, like he's probably just going to rehash this or whatever, like we're going to get the same thing. And like, if you really like, if you break it down, like, yeah, he, he is, he's saying a lot of the same stuff, but just his delivery and, and his style and just kind of, I, I really, I, I think I enjoyed more the one on SmackDown when he was kind of like almost kind of groveling to Roman and, you know, basically telling him like, you know, look, this guy is, this guy's a beast. He's coming for you. Um, you know, this guy is a problem. 
you know, and kind of ro- ruining Roman's day because Roman showed up feeling great, uh, coming off of the private jet, coming off of his island. Uh, you know, as long as God wakes him up in the morning, he can do anything. And kind of Paul was there to let him know, like, hey, man, like this, this is a problem and you need to take it seriously. Um, so that was for me, I think probably probably one of the biggest shines of the week was definitely just just Paul Heyman being able to sell us on a match that we've already seen many times. But I don't know about you. I'm excited to see it again. I'm excited for different reasons. I think it sells SummerSlam, right? So we know SummerSlam is a big deal. It has to be an arena show. So it has to be a big deal. Um, they, they obviously have been interjecting theory into a lot of it, whether he was taking a lap on SmackDown or he was on the Okerlund position, I think they call it, uh, sitting yep. there cutting a promo, which, again, he gets heat. I mean, he gets nuclear size heat. Whether you like him or you don't, it doesn't really matter. I mean, he's, he's doing his job and doing it well. But I, what yeah. I will say very quickly about the Paul Heyman thing, he was definitely in my shine. I appreciated that on SmackDown, he put over... Roman Reigns. He said, because what I really took from the promo, and again, this is from years of, you know, listening to people cut promos, having to edit promos, having to cut my own promos, all this other stuff. Like, you start to listen to what the real thing is that someone's trying to say. He went out of his way to say, oh, I'm scared. But it wasn't just, oh, Brock Lesnar's going to kill somebody. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of Brock Lesnar. What he really said was, I'm afraid of what the tribal chief is going to have to morph into in order to win at SummerSlam, right? So, like, you're going to have to be vicious. So now, like, you're percolating in your brain, like, okay, we've seen the tribal cuck, as JC says. We've seen the guy that kind of struts his ass out and says, I'm the best, and, you know, my muscles are so big, and I sell this much merchandise. I am God mode. He does the whole thing. But we've, you know, in in a way, we've seen a finessed Roman Reigns, right? Like, he's he's very much a uh, Michael Jordan, just kind of effortless throwing it together. This match in particular, we're going to see the savagery of that Samoan legacy, I think, is what people are, what he's trying to sell or what Heyman was trying to sell in that promo. On the other yeah, side, absolutely. on the flip side of that, Heyman did a masterful job of basically talking up Brock Lesnar because Brock Lesnar was in front of him. Kind of discarded theory in the process, but we're supposed to. But he, he, he basically played to all of Lesnar's strengths. And that, to me, is the biggest telling of the story. Like, this is why people give me shit all the time when I say I hate when The Rock cuts promos sometimes because The Rock tears everybody down when he does it. And, and it's in a funny way, and I appreciate it. It's very entertaining. But if you're trying to sell me box office, if you're trying to sell me a reason for watching a fight, Heyman not only went, you're going to see a savage Roman Reigns. I haven't seen that before. That seems new. And you're going to get the very violent Brock Lesnar who's probably going to kill somebody. And I think that's great. And he, again, you prop people up, you don't tear them down, and now look, they're not going to touch each other to SmackDown or to Raw, they're going to wait till SummerSlam, and it's going to be a beast fight. And you know what? That's the difference between, to me, a really great promo and a masterful promo. And he did two of them, Friday and Monday. So I think he deserves to start off the show. I think people that cut promos should definitely, definitely pay more attention to what Paul Heyman's doing because... There's a lot of people who cut promos incorrectly, in my opinion. Yeah, Paul Heyman could absolutely, he could teach a class on promos. He probably does, honestly. I'm sure he, he pulls, he, I'm sure there's guys in the back that he pulls off to the side and says, hey, look, like, let's work on this. Like, you know, let's, let's take a look at what you're going to say. But it's not, again, it's not just about what you're going to say, but how are you going to say it? And like you said, it's building up your opponent. I think the biggest issue, again, with the whole Rome, running back Roman versus Brock again is the fact that, 
We've seen it before. Roman has beaten him multiple times. So how do you make a guy who has already lost multiple times seem like a credible opponent? And I think that's what Paul Heyman basically did. He said, look, yeah, we've faced this guy before, but we've never faced him in this situation before. He has never been this backed up against the wall before. He's never been put into a corner the way he is, the way he is right now before. And I know him and I know him and I know how he is. And therefore I know for a fact, he's absolutely going to, he's going to, he's going to come out in a way we've never seen. So I'm excited. I think it's going to be an awesome match. I think those guys are going to just absolutely kill each other um, all over the stadium. Who knows? Roman might just throw them off the top of the stadium or something crazy. Like it's just, it's going to be insane. The other thing I want to bring up before we, we, we go to one of our comments here is that uh, <laughs> it's funny that people are like, Oh, it's the last time. So like, is it the last time? Who knows? Right. Who, probably not because they go to the well when they need to sell a stadium, they go with Brock, they go with yeah. Reigns. But I, I tend to think if they're building it as it, it is the last time, I can't pick Lesnar because Roman's on a roll. But our boy Stu yeah. brings up an excellent point saying, I still think Cena is getting involved in this match. I, I tend to think that if Cena was going to be at SummerSlam, it would be with Theory. But it's an interesting concept, Stu. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, Cena's a big boy. He interjects a lot of times in the last second, but we're like, what, two weeks away? Well, so what, I mean, what are we thinking that he's actually gonna and he's gonna inter, interject himself into the match because there's so no rules and cost somebody the match, or are we thinking that it's going to be more along the lines of what happened with Cena at last year's SummerSlam, which was after he lost to Roman, Lesnar came out and hit him with a couple of F fives to like announce basically that, that Lesnar was back. So it's like, so are we are we thinking? And that would actually. There's a part of me, honestly, like that would make sense because then what you can do is because so if you get if you got Roman basically beating Brock and then Cena comes out and he hits Brock, say, like with an attitude adjustment like that. So are we thinking that that's going to build towards Cena and Brock in the UK and then obviously Roman versus whoever, probably Drew or somebody like that. So like are those are your top two matches because you, you're selling up. So you've got SummerSlam obviously coming up in a couple of weeks. Literally, it's like three weeks later, maybe like a month later, you've got another stadium show in the UK that you're trying to sell out. So you're going to need those big names. Stoop says, here's my thought. I'm stretching here. Two out of three falls, both titles. Cena wins one, Brock wins the other. Get both off titles off Roman and back to the brand. So again, not a bad idea. I'm curious to see how they get the titles off of Roman and back to the perspective shows because they're, they keep saying like, I'm going to be the undisputed universal WWE champion. And, And it drives me insane because it's hard, right? Like, I don't want yep. to see anybody hold those championships anymore. I mean, like, yes, it was a cool thing. Please, let's go back to separate brands, separate titles, because as much as I enjoy that there's a great heel on SmackDown holding the secondary title and a great baby face on Raw, yeah, I feel like they're the ipso facto titles. Like, you know? Yeah. And, and not Gun- Gunther's great. Gunther, you know, he's great, and I love it. He's not world championship material yet. He will be. Bobby, we know Bobby can't do no wrong, but it's just, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to watch. Yeah. I'm curious to see how long we have these titles unified, both the singles and the tag team titles that obviously the Usos have have as well. Since you brought up Gunther, I figure might as well just transition to that because honestly, the Gunther, Shinsuke, Ludwig stuff, I don't know about you, but that's in my shine. I thought that was awesome. And I am, I am pumped. I am hoping and assuming that this, is a this is a this is a train ride straight into Shinsuke versus Gunther at SummerSlam, which I think could be an absolute absolute banger. I tend to agree, 
But I think there's so much damage with Shinsuke that I'm just like, he's just another notch in the belt. So I don't take him as a credible threat, but you can get me boned up and wrestle boner here for obvious reasons because you can have Gun- Gunther slapping against the man that is strong style or at least the, the, the poster boy for strong style in Japan. But I feel like Shinsuke hasn't wrestled that strong style, right? So when you look at it that way, is it that exciting? I don't know. It, it, and maybe they get two. I still, they, I still say that it is. I, I mean, I don't know. I think you're, I think you're kind of un- undercutting Shinsuke at this point. I mean, I understand that. Yeah, his booking may not have, you know, his booking lately may not have been the best in the world. But at, at the end of the day, this is still a guy who is championship material. I think a lot of people feel like he's championship material. His body of work showcases that. He's got an incredible style. And again, guys like him and Gunther are just going to get in the ring and just beat the absolute bag out of each other, um, which I think people are going to love. And I think it's going to, I think it's going to, it's going to fit to the style that, that Gunther also wrestles. I feel like these guys, I feel like these guys have a very complimentary style, which makes me think that when they get in the ring together, it's just going to be absolute magic. And I think, I think a show like SummerSlam is the perfect place to showcase that. And I also think that it's a good, it is a great um, first challenge, I guess, for lack of a better word, like outside of winning the title off of Ricochet, a guy like Shinsuke, I think is a good, is a good stepping stone for Gunther. I hate to kind of put Shinsuke in that, you know, to use that word essentially and to describe Shinsuke Nakamura, that he's a stepping stone. But yeah, obviously Gunther's not losing this title anytime soon. So it makes perfect sense. I mean, you've got Shinsuke. He's a former Royal Rumble winner. He's a former Intercontinental champion. Um, he's been in world title matches before. He's a big name. The crowd loves him. The theme, the, the music is awesome. McAfee's getting hyped up. Everybody's all jacked up. Even Happy Corbin loves the Shinsuke Nakamura theme. Everybody loves it. So there's really no reason why that this isn't going to be a great matchup. And again, I think it's cool that they did a slow build to it. Because originally it was going to be Shinsuke and Gunther. And Gunther's like, no, bro, you're not on my level. So you got you to gotta fight You gotta fight the lackey first. You got to take this guy out. How dare Once you? Get, if you can get by him, then maybe I'll think about giving you a shot. And then even the stuff at the end, I was actually a little nervous. I was like, don't tell me we're breaking up Gunther and Ludwig already because these guys are great and I feel like they're just getting started. But then once I realized, like, okay, they're not breaking them up, we're just showing the way that Gunther kind of runs his house, basically. He's like, look, if you mess up, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take you out back to the woodshed and you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna know about it. So you're not going to want to make that mistake ever again. So transitioning off of that, I do agree that uh, Nakamura will be an interesting match for Gunther. Uh, obviously, we think that obviously you get to pick uh, Gunther for the win, but it'll be a fun yeah. ride. But uh, piggybacking off of what you said, segue-wise, I almost shit a brick when I saw Corbin doing commentary, and I knew that JC was not going to be here this week because this would have started off the show. This would have been his hope, <laughs> his comeback. He would have mentioned it 700 times. I I I I I couldn't stop laughing at Graves and Corbin on the table for Nakamura's entrance. You high five me. Don't leave me hanging. High five me. Like that was great. Um I love that he was out. He's like, yeah, he's playing golf and he's like 64th. Like they they had lines written wonderfully. It was great. Um I'm glad he didn't stick around for the whole night because I think that yeah. would have really made it worse. Uh, but I think, you know, Graves is a very good suitable opponent or sorry, a uh, substitute, but it's, it's interesting what they can build with McAfee not being there. I would be curious yeah. to see if Corbin could get on Pat McAfee's podcast. Cause I think that's an Avenue that they kind of, they tinker with from time to time and they yeah. have, they have not really, they kind of, they kind of said it that they were roommates, but I feel like once McAfee's back, 
then they will probably, you know, get into that next gear and talk about them being roommates or them, you know, having a history. Because I feel like it's rich. And you got two weeks to build, and a lot of these things here are kind of like, I'll see you at SummerSlam. I'll see you at SummerSlam. Yeah. This one has a little bit more legs with it, and I feel like, again, you got your Logan Paul stuff, you've got your your Pat McAfee stuff to bring in the masses, and then you have you know the big boys on top that are going to kill each other. So I think that they've got the, the, uh, the triangle, so to speak, ready to go. But I think Corbin's doing a great job. I just don't know where you go. Because like Stoop says right here, Stoop says... Corbin needs a world title run. I think anybody who has a pulse would agree. And I think we all agree that it should be soon. Should have happened when he had it the first time. But I don't know. Yeah, I think they've definitely they've I think they've missed a couple of good opportunities where he could have he could have grabbed a, a first you know, his first world title run, obviously, the fact that it hasn't happened. But I mean I think also Corbin's also he's I guess, I don't know, unfortunately put himself in the position of being one of those guys that may not necessarily need a world title to, to be over. Um, you know, we've, we've heard of guys like that, um, you know, different superstars throughout the years that have been just that good where they don't necessarily need that world title to put them over the top because they're already, you know, they've already got the heat. They've already got what they need. So, um, you know. I do still hope that it happens. Don't get me wrong. I just don't know if and you know if or when it, it it would actually it would actually go down. As far as him being on McAfee's podcast, I think that they've kind of gone a little too far at this point. To I don't know if it would make sense to have him on the podcast because these are two guys that it seems like anytime they see each other, they're just gonna they're just gonna go at it. So I don't see how you could put Corbin on his podcast and not have them immediately just jumping over the table to attack each other. Unless Corbin does like a call in or a video or something like that. You know what I mean? I just don't see how you can put them in a room together and not have them basically going at it. So, but I I I could be interesting. I tend to agree. I mean, you know, it's tough. I mean, our boy Dom is making a a Gunther comment saying Gunther should, you know, who's going to be the first big that Gunther takes down. Shinsuke Nakamura. And that's a, I see. I think that's not a big though. I mean, Stoop oh, says Sami Zayn. I, I, for me, I look at it like this, right? He's gonna beat. A, he's gonna beat a lot of, uh, you know, meh for a while. He's not gonna beat a lot of real contenders until you get to like maybe you get to Survivor Series, and he's gonna beat Bobby Lashley if Bobby has the United States Championship. Because I don't think Gunther, Bobby can win and lose. Doesn't matter. But Gunther needs a big win, you know. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, his 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 first big win will probably he'll probably squash uh, Commander Aziz in in like a minute and a half, two minutes. I would say. I mean, that guy that that'd be no problem Is at Commander all. Commander Aziz can, even on television? I don't think so. I haven't seen him in a long time, so Six it's tough months, to I say. Think. I mean, I don't watch a lot of main events, so I'm not really sure. He may have popped up around there. Well, once Apollo went back down, went back down to NXT, uh, Aziz had really nothing to do just because Apollo was kind of carrying him the whole time. So nothing you can do there. It's very, very tough. So we have waited long (sighs) enough to not talk about this. I am wearing a jacket. I am fashionable. Maximum Male Models Tennis Line was unleashed on Friday. I got to tell you, folks. That was the worst transition we had to go into that. I love the maximum male models, and I do want to talk about this. But what I don't understand is why you have to draw attention to, uh, first of all, that ugly jacket and the reason why you probably hear me. I'm surprised you're still not bragging about the fact that you're wearing it because uh, I do believe it was me that was the current reigning predictions champion. So First off, just, you, you, you had predictions. You won. Good, good for you. But you didn't do yeah. anything with it. You could buy your own jacket. You didn't. 
You punted. Well, you shanked it. You as you can nothing. see, I'm kind of I'm running out of room here. I'm just collecting belts, you know, like like Roman Reigns you know almost over here. I don't yeah. know if I don't know if Guthrie sees the one I got over here. It kind of looks a little familiar to him. He wishes he could get his hands on it. But you know what's sad is that you have four chairs out and no friends. That's sad. Wow. That's sad. Wow. Okay. That was for All Guthrie. Right. That was for Guthrie. Right. Well, these aren't chairs that people sit in anyways. These are collector's items. Okay. These are butts collector's don't items. These. Butts don't touch these seats. These seats are for my retirement. These are for when I'm ready to ready to ready to call it a day, and uh, you know I need some extra money to uh, to head off to the island. <laughs> well, if you need extra so. money, then you can't really retire. I guess you would sell those <laughs> off before retirement. But that's beside the fact. Uh, <laughs> well, but exactly. I, these are the retirement funds. Listen, I'm not the greatest at segways. Sometimes I've never ridden one in my life. But anyway. I will say this much. Maximum, so you know, the maximum male models. Maximum oh, yeah, male tennis, models. That tennis thing was great. It was. And I, I just, I, I, I popped really hard for the tennis balls in the pocket. Like, I just, <laughs> I, I, there's nothing like somebody over putting balls in your pocket. You can say whatever you want with that comment. But I just, Moonsoir is doing so much with so little. I just, <laughs> I cannot tell you guys. They are giving an inch and they're, they're taking a mile with it. And I, obviously, we know Marseille is going to do great things. He's just he's just kind of there, but Monsoir does something for me every single time I see him. I just go, he is he is owning it. He is doing so much with it, and I'm so excited with it. And it just the whole like the whole thing is great. I have yet to send in my full body shot because I'm self conscious. I don't think I'm going to be maximum <laughs> enough. Um, but maybe if I get enough likes or whatever, if I put a, a picture out, maybe if I get enough likes, I'll I'll just I'll put it out anyway. Because the last thing I want is my my ugly uh, five nine frame on the giant <laughs> Titantron, but that's fine. You never know. Maybe they'll go through applications live on television and I make it. That'd be pretty cool. Well, I gotta say, my favorite part of that whole segment, honestly, is the fact that it looked like uh, the camera crew that was shooting that definitely went to the school of uh, the school of I guess I would call it maybe the school of toxic attraction. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we can sneak Mandy Rose into the in, into the shine real quick, because uh, you know when you watch some of those toxic attraction vignettes and some of the stuff with Mandy Rose and everything else, I mean it's all like little smooth, and they focus in on certain certain parts of the body, and I gotta tell you, uh, they were definitely they were all about that. During this segment, uh, he—I I mean, Monsoir, that that boy, that boy's got a peach. He has got—he's <laughs> got a peach back there, and he was—it was shaping nicely in those in those tiny little shorts. So whoever was whoever was in charge of that, uh-huh. I tell you, they uh, they knew what they were doing, and they were definitely they were they were focusing on all that stuff. So that was uh, that was pretty incredible. I've heard a lot of things in my life. I've never heard it described as a peach, a peach. You've never heard. You've never heard that. You've never heard that. My virgin, the emoji. my virgin, my virgin ears have never heard peach before. I'm sorry. That's the emo- Okay. Well, if anybody ever sends you a peach emoji, that's that's they're 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 sending you. That's a butt. They're sending you a butt. Oh, so just be, oh, I be thought, aware see, of that. See, I was naive, and I, I thought think it was. I thought the peach was the front. I I didn't. I know what oh, I know no, what the no, peach no, emoji no. is. I thought the peach was he was packing oh. a peach. Is what you were saying? No, 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 no. Okay. I'm saying that he, that was, I know I what that is. I know what the eggplant and the peaches are in the emoji. I'm yeah, just yeah. Saying, well, I'm, I thought I said peach and not an eggplant. Okay. Well, I did. Well, see again. I these are the things. I, I don't get enough sleep. Give me a break. Give me a goddamn break. Oh, but anyway, uh, yes. If you want me to apply to maximum male models because it would be funny, I will do it. You just got to let me know. Uh, moving on. Is there anything else you'd like to talk to with Shineworthy? Or you want to get into Heaty stuff? Yeah, I mean, well, I, I guess I don't know. I mean, you're you're already looking to make the transition. Are what? Are, what how are we? What, how about that Lacey Evans promo? Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's absolutely in my shine. Why is it not yours? I'm just I'm just done with the flip flopping. She's the new Big Show. She's that's the new just big it, show. though. We're she's done, the new big now. Show. We're done with the flip flop. 
no, but no, now no, we're no. done with the flip flop. No. That was the whole point. No. The whole point. Everything that she was doing up until this point was leading up to this moment. Was leading up to her finally saying, "Look, I'm done." Like you're all not going to cheer me is ridiculous. And you know, she's obviously she's she's a decorated uh, you know military person as well as all the stories that she told and everything else. And the fact that the fans aren't cheering her is completely ridiculous and unfair. I thought that was a great promo. I love the fact that she came out, looked around, was like, wait a minute. No, went back and then came out again, trying to get, you know, trying to get the cheers, trying to get everybody to kind of, kind of rally behind her. And then when they didn't, she was just like, y'all can, y'all can go fuck yourselves and we're done here. And then she just punched Aaliyah right in the face and walked out and called it a night. I thought that was great. The only problem that I had with that was the fact that we didn't get the tag team match. So I didn't get to see my girl Shotzi. That's true. Everybody loves Shotzi. Yeah. I can't believe you didn't like that. Oh, my God. You got to be kidding me. I don't like it only because here's the thing. It's like <sighs> it's like six weeks too late. It's like it no, should have happened I, before. No. Absolutely should have already it's, happened. It's, it's, no, it's a slow build. They're not going to do it right away. They got a slow got build. They got anyway. the whole idea of like trying to push her as a baby face, but then obviously she's going to flip the script on him. I, I think we all knew that she was going to end up being a heel because what? it just wasn't. It just it just wasn't working. But the reason it wasn't working was because that's the way that they built it. They built but, it to end this way. But here's the thing. And this is where I wanted it to go. Because, you know, in my brain, I'm right. But obviously, that's not the case. What I was hoping for for Lacey Evans was a very much a debuting Kurt Angle where everything was milky white, did it correctly, I have all this amazing background, and then, like, you know what I mean? But, like, they, they kind of fast-forwarded. They didn't even give her a chance to, like, Make her like she should have been a baby face that was so baby face that she got booed. You know what I mean? Like she, everybody was indifferent about her. It was like literally nobody woke up for Lacey Evans. It was like it was on pause. It was thawed. Like now we're just like okay, she's something now. She was supposed to be on SmackDown. Then we're supposed to be on Raw. And then like to me, it just it seems like it's convoluted. It makes no sense. And we're back to where we were. Like. But now it makes sense. They just, this is where it all comes. This is where it was all like leading it. up towards. I don't have to like it. I don't like it. I, I just don't. I just don't like I, it. You don't like it because you don't understand it. It's not my fault that you're not smart enough to understand it. I mean, oh, at the end of the day, I, I, I don't now know. Now you're calling you, me stupid. You know? Now you're calling me stupid. You know well, what happened to the last guy that called me stupid? They're... He was gone. He's gone. He's gone on vacation. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> you want to talk about an island of relevancy? That man is on an oh, island boy. to himself. Right now, drinking pina coladas or whatever the hell he likes with his fruity drinks, his apple teenies, whatever. He's on an island right that's, now. You want to be on the island? Can just say he made JC disappear? Can somebody, can we get a hold of JC and make sure no. that he's safe and okay no, somewhere? What does that mean? What do you mean he's gone? What do you mean he's on He's on a vacation? What, what, does, that, what does that mean exactly? Tony D like is on my hookup. Tony D threw him over a bridge. He's done. If he comes back. Oh, boy. Be like the giant WCW. It'll be great from Halloween Havoc. So he says he's going to the beach. You're saying he's sleeping with the fishes. I don't know if I like where this is going. Hey. I mean, I'm not too worried about it because, look, like you said last time, last time you were here, I put your head into a pretzel and made you admit that you were wrong and that you didn't know what you were talking about. So, I, I mean, a, I just figured I it's a matter day, of time. Off day, off day, before off we day. Everybody has an off day. Again. Everybody has but, an off day. Everybody like, I don't know. Lacey Evans, I thought, was a great – I thought it was a great promo. I thought it, it was a great way to lead everything to, to, to where, you know, we ended up being. And speaking of the women, I thought that Bianca – I'm still in the shine oh, here. Jesus because Christ. I'm a shiny guy. Uh, I thought the whole Bianca Carmelo – I thought their match on, on, on Raw was great um, compared to, obviously, their, their match at the pay-per-view. And I thought that it was the exact reason why we have – those pay-per-view rematches. Everybody gets mad about rematches, but the fact of the matter is, is that a lot of times they don't give these people the time that they, they need on. What is that face? What are you doing right now? My God. Oh, I can't even concentrate with that thing. But the fact is, is they don't, they don't give them enough time on pay-per-views to have a good match. So if they give them the time on raw, cause raw is three hours and they got to fill it 
somehow. So why not give them those, give them that extra time? I thought that it was a good match. Um, and I thought that it worked out really well. I don't fully understand why all of a sudden Becky Lynch gets title matches, even though she hasn't won a match in like a month and a half. Um, so, I mean, I'm kind of hoping that this might lead to uh, possibly like a triple threat maybe at SummerSlam. I don't know if I want Bianca, Becky one-on-one. Um, but, oh, my God, seriously. Get, i got to block this. Oh, God. What a, what a mug. What a mug. What a mug. But, yeah. I don't know. I guess so apparently you apparently you didn't like that. So you hate anything that's you hate anything that's fun or if it makes oh, sense. No, Should no, I tell no, you no, why? No, 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 Should no. I tell you why it was awesome actually that uh the where that how we ended up with a six man tag? First uh, off, first off, first off, first off, first off. Let, let let me let me first off first off, let me get to, you know, the Bel Air. So here's here's the thing. I actually wrote down Bel Air Mella for the belt. Actually a pretty good match. It just yeah. sucked that it just kinda had a shitty ending. Essentially, you know, and here's the other thing. Here's your here's your reasoning for it. It is a triple threat. It is a triple threat on SummerSlam because this is basically so that Becky Lynch doesn't get pinned and becomes more psycho. Mel is just going to eat another pin. It's it's useless. Useless is what it is. This entire thing is a recap and a stopgap because poor Rhea Ripley is unfortunately not around for a while. And so we're stuck with this. Will they? Won't they? Becky Lynch has to still be nuts. Belair still has to look strong, but neither can look bad, really. Becky Lynch can't get pinned. She has to get continuously get screwed. So we're going to be on this path where it's Mella, Mella, Mella just eats pins, 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 pins. And it's it, that's it. That's completely the entire reason. They work their butts off for it. But Well, Car- Carmella's super. So the other note that I had, Carmella's, I feel like, is very underrated. Every time that she's been given something... She's always found a way to turn it into turn turn it into something either fun or entertaining. Everything that she's been doing, I think, recently has been really good ever since she came back. And again, I think they just kind of thrust her into it because, like you said, Rhea Ripley ended up getting injured, which is fine. So she gets the last minute call to try and make this thing work, and I think that she does. Going all the way back to doing the dance cam stuff with our truth, she was great at that. Everything before that with with uh, what's his face there, Captain Nochin. Um, you know, I, I, she's just she's always. I, I, the more I thought about, it, the more I realized like she's always. Uh, she she always seems to, to to do well with what they give her, so I would personally think that it's good that they give her more. Um, you know whether that is yeah. Hopefully you know she gets into a triple threat title match uh, at at SummerSlam, and if it means she ends up having to eat the pin, like it is what it is. Like who cares? You know like it, it, I don't right, know. Like, so I, say, I think well, well, I think she'll be fine. So you say that. So you say that. This is my thing. So Becky causes the distraction for a ten count because Bella is supposedly yeah. not paying attention or makes her look foolish. Mella doesn't lose. She wins. She holds a championship. Therefore, Becky's still crazy and doing this entire thing. Like, she, you know, I, I, it's like nobody can lose. Nobody, like, Mella can't lose now because Mella has to lose at SummerSlam. So she can't eat a pin. Becky can't be losing at all because she's Becky Lynch. She's impervious to everything. And then there's Belair, who's supposed to be the focal point, but you made her look a little foolish, which I get. It's just, it, to me, it feels like playing a shell game. And at some point, it's like you just said right there, it, you know, it is what it is. And it is. You're right. But it's SummerSlam. It's supposed to be the biggest party. The summer is supposed to be the second WrestleMania. And I feel like because, and this is just my my point of view from it, because there's such a huge stadium show happening three weeks later, I feel like they are undercutting SummerSlam in a way that makes me feel like I'm caring less about that and I want to see the UK pay-per-view more. That's just me. That's just me. 
Oh, I no, I completely disagree. How can you be undercutting SummerSlam? I mean, if you're are you talking just just based on the women? Because if you're talking about the card overall, the card overall, I mean, you've got you've got Roman versus Brock. Yep, in, that, that, in, that's in, the in a last man standing match. Right, that's in, that, that's that's going to be nuts again. Gunther, I think versus Shinsuke is going to be a great match. That. You've got Logan. You've got Logan Paul coming back to fight the Miz. And when that so becomes a tag match with Champa and AJ Styles, I won't care. Go ahead, move on. That's clearly not going to be a tag match. Logan Paul came out and said, I want you one-on-one. I was in the same yeah, boat. I thought not, that it was going to end up being a tag match. You, I don't think it's going to be a tag match. You can't not be put one-on-one. AJ Styles in SummerSlam. That's where he's going. Yep. So it'll be so Miz and Logan Paul, and then AJ Styles can have a one-on-one match. No, with they're not going to waste their time with Champa and AJ Styles. SummerSlam's going to be like a four to five hour show, so they got to fill it. Which means, guess what? You can add these extra matches. Yes. So I think absolutely. Or you're going to do Miz versus Logan Paul, and maybe you'll have Champa on the outside for him, and Miz on the outside for somebody. Or in uh, sorry, AJ on the outside uh-huh. for somebody else. You can still work these guys into tag that program match. without making tag it a match, tag match. Wait, just wait. Just I wait. mean, we'll see, but I don't think... I Look, Logan the, Paul has come out and said, I want you one-on-one. That's fine. Baby faces want things hard. all the time, and he'll say, uh-uh. So, I mean, he, they've made it. They made a joke last night on Raw that he was like, if you don't want to be tags with me, I think I can find a suitable you know, opponent and that, or a tag team partner. And he looked right at Champa. So, all signs point to a tag team match. Ray, come on. Come on. Don't be so naive. I'm telling you. One on one. Logan Paul signed. Logan Paul signed a contract, and when he did, he said he wanted a one on one match. Logan Paul commands a lot of a lot of power. The guy's got money. He's got pull. He's got everything. So I don't absolutely. think he's ready to Logan do. Logan Paul's going to be a WWE Championship before. Wow, before Corbin. Okay, that's a, a that, that's statement. a take. That's a take. That is a bold statement. It you know I I hate to say it, but it might not be too crazy. It might not be as out there as we think. I could definitely see that because Logan Paul, again, Logan Paul commands so much attention that he could, they could absolutely throw the belt on him at some point, especially if they split the titles back up. If you split those titles back up, it, can, it creates a whole second set of opportunities for a lot of different people. Logan Paul possibly being one of them, obviously Baron Corbin also being one of them. Like there's a lot, there's a lot that you can do there if you split those titles back up and putting one of them on Logan Paul. That would make sense. It goes back to everything that you guys were talking about before, which is putting the championship on people that are going to put eyes on the product. So if you have Logan Paul, who has the number one podcast in the world, then why wouldn't you put it? Why wouldn't you put something on him? Because again, those belts—that's just a big WWE logo. All that is is just a giant commercial with those guys are going to yeah. be carrying around with them everywhere that they go. Bianca Belair was just at a NASCAR event over the weekend. Guess what she was doing? She's probably carrying that belt. She's flying the flag of WWE everywhere she goes, trying to get people to tune in. So. Yeah, it would absolutely make sense. It's not actually the craziest thing in the world. It's a bold statement, but it's not the craziest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. So anyway, uh, can we get into the heat or you got anything else that I can just tear through? I feel like we're kind of like, I feel like we're, <laughs> we're already in the heat. heat get them off my TV. You know? Get them off I'm my TV. Sure get them off my TV. I more shine if I need I will, I will, okay. I will, I will make it heat worthy. I promise you. Okay, I that's promise. fine. Yeah, tell me what you hated this week and I can tell you why you were wrong. You're going to tell me that that six man tag was good? You tell me. You tell me. You tell me. Not that it was. Nope, nope. I mean, I thought the nope. match itself was fine. The match was good, but how they got to it was really what was, who cares? What was the best. Who cares? It what was mean, fun. Who cares? Who cares, but who cares? So here's the thing. Does does that mean Truth is the tag team's uh, referee? I doubt it, right? It means nothing. I doubt it too, but again, but you, like you said, you, we've got all these weeks to lead up to it, so why not find different ways to, to interject people? Why not find different ways to make things interesting? Because to be honest... I actually thought that the Uso, that all everything with the Usos, I thought like that happened on SmackDown more or less was more heat worthy than the way that it happened on Raw. Because on SmackDown, what they do, they beat the Lotharios. Job, job alert, yeah. Shit. 
like, yeah, who gives a shit about that? And then what did they do? They just talked about the guest referee or something. Like, I don't fucking remember what they did. Right. It was so like, it didn't make I sense. Agree. At least on, at least on raw, they came out, they, 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 they obviously talked, they, you know, they, they each got the promos and everything else. And then truth came out and it, and it, and it, it's great because truth has had experience as a guest referee. He knows all these things and he's an entertaining guy. He's going to make anything that he is in. He's just going to make it better when he's down there flopping on the ground, giving the three count when he's counting the guy, when he's doing the imaginary guy being counted out to 10, like it was just all entertaining stuff and it made perfect sense. And literally I'm sitting there and thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, well, if they're going to do a tag match, like what are, how are they going to do this? So why not bring out Omos? You, these are all, he's a guy that you you need to get on the show because again, he's a Nigerian giant the guys, huge. Um, he's one of your biggest attractions. He's somebody that they definitely want to try and elevate a little bit more. So you got to get him on the show somehow. So why not bring him out for that? You know, again, even MVP was just like, Hey man, we were sitting out in the back and we just figured like, we're looking for a fight. So we're going to come out here and figure why not do like a six man, you know, it made, like no a little sense. Man it made no sense. It was fun, but yeah, it was no it sense. Matter. And of course it, it, it ended up and it was like, it was like you open the door and you're like, ah, six man tag. Fuck you. That's what it was for me. I went, okay, truth is funny. Get the fuck out of there. Truth. He stayed around. And then here comes Omos to me. I, I see the allure of Omos. I, he's, again, not for me, but I, I understand what they're trying to accomplish with him so I can respect that. Oh, yeah. But I'm, I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, Omos. You know, like, I'm just not going to do that. Like, I'm not going to get excited over Omos. No. But, again. But he's a guy you have to find opportunity. He is, a, he is a guy you have to find opportunities to get him into the show because he is that such, a, such an attraction. He is. The guy is just massive. So my question, you know what to, I mean? what, what so, my question to you, Ray, is this. Why can't you go the Strowman route with him and get him just tomato cans to throw, you know, three-on-one, four-on-one, flip ambulances, production equipment, whatever? Why not do that with Omas? Because right now, him strutting out and doing this nonsense, to me, makes him more generic, personally. I, I, there's no personality I to already, him. I thought they already did some, like, some, some jobber matches with him before or something like that. And those are, it, it, but I remember even when they were doing that with Strowman, when they were having him do fight, you know, one or two guys or whatever else and doing these like jobber matches, even those everybody uh, at a certain point started complaining. Cause they were just like, Oh my God, like it's just the same thing every week. They're going to do the same thing with him every week. So if you want, if you want the same thing for Omas, and that doesn't make any sense because it's just going to be the same thing every week. Why not find ways to kind of weave him through different stories and weave him into like different areas because it keeps him on TV. It keeps him relevant until you find an actual program that maybe you want to put him in. Obviously he came off of the Lashley thing. Once he came off of that, again, there wasn't really anything specific for him to go to. And I don't think that they want him. They don't, they don't want to put him in any type of like a title picture just yet, because I, I, I think it is a little too soon. So just find different ways to get him in the show, just to keep him involved. He doesn't have to be, um, in a specific program, he can bounce around to all these different places and do these different things, whether he's dealing with shit with like the Mysterios or whoever, or with the profits and those guys. Um, you know, there's just, there's different ways to keep him on the show. And I don't see why, I don't see why there's anything wrong with that. But I think that you, you treat him like he's not that special because he has nothing to do. When I'm looking at it going, he has, like, I, under, I, I, I respect your opinion. I think that you're correct. But when I look at it, I think here's Omas. He's this big motherfucker. He should be throwing people around. But if you have him treading water for too long, it's going to make me go, where's the killer instinct? Where, where, what is he doing? Why doesn't he want a championship? Why doesn't he want a tag championship with MVP? Why doesn't he want to do more? Why doesn't he create chaos? Why isn't he upset that he's not throwing a fit, that he's not focal point of the show? Like, you can do stuff that, that you just described to make him interjected into things that seems more interesting to me than what they're doing with him. They're parading him out as if he's a dog on a leash, and he's not supposed to be that, and I feel like they've castrated him in certain ways. 
because I'm not interested in him. And I guarantee you, yeah, he does great views for YouTube because he's uh, he's a specimen, but he's not really he's not really doing anything. He's just kind of like he's just there. And again, I can't believe when I woke up this morning, when God woke me up this morning, that I was going to be spinning, sitting here talking to you about Omas for more than two minutes. I cannot believe I'm well, wasting my breath on this conversation. And, well, that just shows you the attraction that the guy is. That just shows you that, oh, again, Jesus he is somebody Christ. that's going to be an important part of this company and an important part of this can entire we, organization for quite some time. Can we just move on to something else? I, I, I just... Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the easiest way to admit that you're wrong is just to say, okay, like, let's go to something else or, you know, change the subject. So, by all means, that's fine. I didn't... I, I You know, I didn't really love anything on Raw, to be honest. There's a lot of things on Raw I didn't really... Besides Finn and Ray, that, that match was great. Besides that, I, I, there was a lot of it that I just went, what the fuck are we doing? It was, this, was, this was, for me, Raw in general, in the heat. Besides, besides Finn and Ray, go out of your way for Finn and Ray. That was a lot of fun. But I, I look at, I can go, yeah, through, I mean, the, I can go through the entire thing. We'll, we'll, do the, we'll do the whole thing. But it felt like, okay, tag teams don't fucking matter. Poor Alpha Academy got fed to Brock. Nobody cares about the Alpha Academy. Again, it is what it is. We have this whole thing with the Judgment Day and, and Ray and Dominic, and that's fine. I don't have a problem with it. I just feel like... Will they, won't they? I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Every time Damian Priest talks, I feel like there's a good first five seconds, and then he keeps talking, and I'm like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. And he keeps talking. So that's kind of a difficult one. And then you, here's the other thing that kind of just blows my mind. It's like, okay, we get to the second, the second or third hour, and it's like, here's a useless tag match. Fuck off, right? Like, it's a DQ. Like, you know, Champa just fucking just had to beat somebody up and make them look good and the Miz didn't have to lose whatever great then we get to the Bobby and Riddle thing which again entertaining but then we get to the main event and it's like Dolph Ziggler like out of nowhere like what the fuck are we doing Dolph Ziggler's there and it's just like the six man tag all these things just happen do drop in bliss in a tag team against Nikki and whatever it's just it, the whole thing just feels like thrown together everybody takes a break it's a it's an off week. If I was producing this raw, I would have been ashamed because to me there was nothing of value, nothing moved forward from the most part here. Everything was just more of the same, and it just feels like we already got your money for SummerSlam. Go fuck yourself. Here's three hours. We didn't really give a shit. That's what I felt like when I was watching it. I do agree on some of the on some parts of that. It did feel like they're just kind of killing. I feel like there was a lot of segments that definitely felt like they were just kind of killing time. Um, the Judgment Day stuff to me just feels like they're killing time until Rhea Ripley returns. Um, so they just kind of, you know, they're throwing them with their Mysterios and they're teasing this whole thing about, maybe, you know, Dominic joining, you know, maybe he will, maybe he won't. But at the end of the day, does anybody actually care? Um, it's same thing with the AJ and the Miz, you know, the whole AJ and Miz thing with Ciampa and all that. Again, it just seems like they're killing time. They just needed to kill some time until Logan Paul comes back next week. So what are you going to do there? Um, I honestly, I thought the Riddle, I mean, Riddle's backstage promo with Lashley, I thought was hilarious. I thought that was great. I mean, those guys, I mean, Riddle's always a good time. So I don't understand why you're going to get all fired up about a Riddle backstage promo. Um, it just so, it didn't do anything. Uh, I thought that it was, didn't do anything. I thought that it was interesting that everybody, uh, everybody keeps shouting out, remember the Alamo as they're going into battle as if they maybe didn't remember that, that, that we lost at the Alamo. So I don't know if that's really like something you want to try and channel as you're going into your match. We lost. Yeah. Um, and, and I felt that way about even when, cause truth did the same thing too. When he went, when he, when he, when he decided to go try and fight uh, Omos and those guys, he's like, remember the Alamo? And he jumps in and I'm just like, nah, truth. I'm like, you don't, that's not, that's not the energy you want to bring to this man. Cause the Alamo was big L for everybody. So, um, you know, I don't understand the whole Alexa bliss is rotating 
a rotating door of tag team partners. Uh, they have obviously had her with Liv, but then Liv won the championship, so now they got to put her with somebody else, and they put her with Asuka. I also don't understand, because it's the same thing on SmackDown. You had, uh, you know, Lacey Evans supposed to team with Aaliyah to uh, go against uh, Shotzi and Shayna Baszler. So it seems like they're still trying to give at least some type of semblance of attention to the women's tag team division, but even though we don't actually have the women's tag team championships currently on the roster. So I think at, at a certain point, a decision needs to be made about that. Whether it's if they if they think, which, you know, depending on what you believe when you read stuff online, if they think that somehow, someway, Sasha and Naomi are going to come back, which I don't know, then okay, that's fine. Like, we need to figure that out and make that happen. Or if they're not going to come back, then we need to figure out a way to crown, crown new champions. Because I think the biggest problem is, is you've got these like random tag teams that are being thrown together. And like you said, they're all, they're all fighting for nothing. They're just fighting for the sake of fighting. You know, like it, it doesn't make sense. So if you can find something for at least some of them to, to fight over, i.e. the championship, then I think it's going to make at least some of that stuff seem a little bit better. Cause it's going to feel a little bit more important. I, I tend to agree with you. I, I'm just I'm heated up about it because I just when I watch when I watch shows I'm watching them for the wrestling obviously for different reasons but I'm also looking at the production value obviously they do great work but the other thing that bothers me is the format right like Raw is more we call Raw more on the carpet here than anything else because it seems like they do it all the time where there's a tag team match in the main event but this was like I think we had seven or eight weeks of women in the main event which was fantastic I loved a lot of what we saw there. But again, when I see a tag team match in the main event, if I'm in the crowd, I would want a refund, personally for me. I, and I, I say that only because if there's not a tag team championship match, then to me it doesn't worth, it's not worthy of a, a main event. I don't think so. And I think, and I understand these people can't go out every, every week and do all these things. I understand that. But what WWE needs to do, in my opinion, when I watch this, is some things that are a D storyline just progress week over week so that you can get it to an A storyline on a main event of Raw. You don't necessarily need to be out of pay-per-view or anything like that. I think they need to do a better job. SmackDown does a better job of it. They have less time and less people. But I feel like when I watch a SmackDown, I feel like, yeah, it's very much the same in a different way. But I feel like at least they're trying to put stakes on something. At least they're trying to make it seem like it's difficult to be the same thing I've seen in prior Fridays. But when I watch Raw, it felt like I am not watching anything of value to me. It felt like, as we've talked about, Ray, a lot, is that SmackDown and Raw are advertisements for the pay-per-view or advertisements for something else. Like, we're not going to give it away for free? DQ. We're not going to give it away for free? Discount. Double check. You know what it is. It's a count out. I mean, it's just like, it's, it's done. And I, I feel like when I watch AEW, as much as I like to shit on certain things in AEW, and I'm sure we'll get to it later... At least AEW gives you what you want, right? Just saying. Oh, Jesus. Just saying. Which we got to yeah, talk sure. about that in a little okay. bit. So, is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I got some. Yeah, I got some hot takes on that. All right. So, so we'll see. <laughs> sorry to go off on a tangent. Is there, oh, anything else, is there anything else in the heat that you want to talk about? No, I mean, no. I mean, like you said, there really wasn't. You know, there wasn't a lot. SmackDown was a little rough. The, you know, uh, the the new vicious Viking Raiders. I I kind of don't care. Um, they were, they did the gender shanky thing again. I kind of don't care. I mean, the shanky stuff was fun in the beginning when he was doing the dancing and everything else. Um, you know, they keep kind of trotting it out every week. I mean, it is still entertaining, so I, I sort of get it, but I don't know the whole, the whole Viking thing. I don't know. I didn't really like, I, I, I liked the new day coming out and you know, with the, with the butt kicking certificates, 
it was a big week for certificates, I feel like, which is good, which is why I brought mine, you know, because this is a big week for certificates. The, the penmanship um, is impeccable, by the way. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's not great. Um, but I, the only thing I was kind of upset about was I was actually, when they came out with that, I was actually hoping that they would kind of come out on, on top of that brawl. Like, I'm not saying they got to, like, go out and completely, but, you know, at least get in a couple of licks and then, like, toss them out or whatever, you know. Um, I, I didn't necessarily like the fact that they just got their asses handed to them again. The whole Ronda Natty thing, I could care less. Um, Shanky is less electric electric. when when McAfee is not on Everything is less electric when McAfee is not on comms. McAfee brings the noise, which is why they signed him. I don't know know if you got the big news. They signed him to an extension, which is awesome. It was the best move. It's a great move on WWE's part because he's making not only those shows a little bit better and a little bit more watchable, but he's also, I think, elevated Michael Cole back up. Um, cause there was a long time. I just couldn't stand Michael Cole. And I think that he has gotten a little bit better now with McAfee, um, being, being part of that broadcast team. So, well, he gets, um, he gets excited. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Shanky, 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 you know, he got the Shanky leg, but it's just like, that's all he does. Right. Like, yeah. Shanky is what Shanky. It's like, it's like, for me, it's like, you know, Aziz, it's way down here. There's Shanky. Well, it's weird. It, seems, it feels like they're trying to lead Omos. to like... They're trying to lead to Jinder and Shanky breaking up, but it's like for some reason I don't know why it's taking so long to, to get to that. Unless they're leading up to Jinder finally joining them for the dance party, which uh, that'd be interesting. If only the Bollywood <laughs> boys were still around, because they would at least yeah, make right? sense with this entire thing. But whatever, it is what it I is. I could really get everybody fired up and tell you that I actually didn't. I, I thought that the uh, I thought the promo with Liv Morgan was actually pretty well done, but you know, I think that was the worst promo I've seen in a long time, personally. But whatever, it was fine. No, not, it was, it was better than her one from. Fine. You from, said it was, it was fine. Better than her one from Ron. Because she she was again because she had somebody like Michael Cole that was able to kind of like walk her through it. Now look, I got into walk a really heated it. debate with Guthrie. Well, not walk her through it, but at least again, Handle. like she doesn't sit there and cut promo. She just had to she just had to react to what was being said to her. And look, it, 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 I I have not had any issues with. Liv Morgan's promos and stuff like that. Everybody seems to be getting all on top of her about uh, her promos and everything else. I don't understand where all the hate's coming from. Did she? What is this face again? Gee, JC has to look at this every week. Oh yeah. Good God. Oh yeah. I can do this Good all day. God. I can do this all day. I'm staring a hole into you while you do your. God, God. I'm watching. I'm listening intently. Her promo styles, I think, fit the character and what they're trying to build with her, which is yes, again, it's somebody who is just. You know, they're uh, they were the underdog. They were built up. They weren't supposed to win, but they did win. So it's just that whole thing of like, I'm not supposed to be here yet. Here I am. Here's how happy I am that I am here. So I don't understand what the big deal is. Everybody's getting all fired up about it. I think it's kind of bullshit. I think that we need to leave live alone and just let her do her thing leave and just alone. keep being awesome. Yeah, exactly. Leave her, her alone. I hear you crying. Leave, leave her alone. Leave alone. Leave her alone. Leave her alone. She's, she's, alone. So, she's just a nice lady. Leave her alone, she's Ray. She's doing great. She's doing great. Um, she's not doing no great. She's not doing great. Here's the thing. Here's she's here's what, here's when she goes to SmackDown. It's like they make this big fucking ta-da about it, and it's just like there she is. Nice to be here. Gee golly gosh. And I, I listen. I love that. You know what? It's great. It's great. And then you had to parade out Ronda Rousey and Natty Boombalatty, whatever the fuck she's going to say next. And the three of them, it's just like, it's just like. You can't blame Liv no, for Ronda no, no, not being no, able to no. cut a promo. Hold that on. Make hold, hold, you're your, lumping hold your two, bald you're lumping ass for just one second so I can say what I want. To, just oh, chill the fuck out. Chill the fuck out. Hold on. What I'm trying to, there it is. So what I'm trying to say is when you look at Liv, when you look at Liv, she was supposed to come out here and have some type of connection with the crowd, which she does. But then you get Roman Reigns. There you go. You, 
<laughs> Sorry, your face is so fun. And it works, right? So you have Rhonda yeah. come out. You have Maddie oh, yeah. come out. When I looked at this, it went, those women just squashed the moment, and it's like they like they took away everything from her in that promo, and it just made me feel like it doesn't matter. And again, if we're going to get Natty and Rhonda versus Liv, that's going to be tough. That's going to be a tough one for me because it, it just it doesn't make know, any sense. Well, it doesn't make especially if you can have the women's match in a triple threat too. I mean, the, yeah, the, the so Rob, I don't think it would have. I don't. One of them, I think, is not going to. One of those is not going to be a triple threat. I can't see. I can't see that they would want to do two triple threat. I mean, I don't know. It's not the craziest thing in the world, but I just, I don't know. It wouldn't make sense to me to have two triple threat matches for the two women's titles. Again, no, it's not the craziest thing in the world. I'm not saying it won't happen, but it wouldn't make sense to me. So yeah, I mean, hopefully we don't get that. I, they, I know that they've already announced. I thought live, uh, live Ronda. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, but yeah, I mean, if Natty somehow shoehorns her way in there, I mean, who knows? We'll see what I happens, would rather, but, uh, I would rather a shoehorn with Natty than a shoehorn with Mella personally. That's just me, but Oh, see, I'm the opposite. I'd rather see I'd rather see Carmella because then it also harkens back again to last year's SummerSlam when uh, when it was it was Carmella, Bianca, and Becky were part of that whole thing when Becky came back. So it's that's that's just long term storytelling there, brother. Now they just lucked a into long, that. That's not long term storytelling. They locked into that. They locked into that. Nah, long term. It's all part all right. of the plan. All right. They've been booking stuff a year out. Yeah, right. They don't book a, a whole week out. Anyway, listen, we've talked enough heat. It's 52 minutes in this bad boy. I got to tell you, you've been propping up yourself like this. This hope is so amazing. I'm going to let you get hopeful. Glorious. Our only hope is Ray, apparently, as Ray can get here and get you situated for his amazing hope that he has talked about on Twitter. Well, it kind of kills me because I'm not going to lie. You stepped on it a little bit earlier because my biggest hope is that we need to get, we need to get, uh, how would we, where would we put the accents? I guess we would call, we would call it uh, Nestle maybe Ooh. to join the maximum male models. Uh, they have the website now that you can submit your photos. I know at least a week or so ago, you were bragging about, uh, about the guns. I think you were, you were maybe doing some flexing with the gun show uh, talking about how great you look. So I think it's time that we get uh, uh, Nestle to, to submit to the maximum male models. Uh, if if you need a, a little push, oh oh, here we go. See, oh yeah, look at the look I'm at the flexing delt. for people that can't uh, see. I'm trying. Oh, I'm trying to get by, but you're going to get trapped. Oh the, yeah, yeah, with the biceps. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm also yeah, look, slender enough yeah, to be yeah, a model. Great. I could be a hand model, maybe, but that's probably it. Okay, well, it could be worse. You could, you could really freak out JC and become a foot model. I know he's a big. Oh, fan he's of that. a big foot guy. Yeah. <laughs> leaves, leaves, his socks on, leaves his socks on for everything. I don't know that much. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking we need, uh, Nest I, I see, I need to say it, but not say it, that it sounds that it would be copyright infringement. We have to figure out where to put the accent, uh, of, of, uh, Nisle? of Nisle? Nisle? Nisle. You know what I mean? Or maybe like a Nisle. Throw so like a little ha at the end of it, maybe. I'm not really sure exactly the best way to do that. So. You could call me and Adam. I know you had said. You call me Adam. I know you said. Well, I don't know who the who, hell who, I don't know who the hell who that is. Who the fuck is, is Adam? Uh, who the fuck is Adam? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there, there are there are plenty of options. Uh, I know you said that you needed like a little bit of a push. You needed to get like a certain amount of likes or uh, or something to that. Wait, extent. do I have to so send like exactly. me and my underwear? Because that that is definitely not happening. I cannot send myself I mean, an underwear. I don't know. We're talking modeling photos here, so yeah. I mean, it could be. Uh, I mean, if you want shirtless. me to, if you want maybe, me to do like maybe. one of these where I can do like you know the model with the hold on, I'm gonna do the over the shoulder coat pose. You know, like I could do that. So I, or like so one I was of those, thinking, yeah, either you know, like whatever. The, or I think. 
if you can go if you go no shirt but the coat but the coat like on on without a shirt maybe I got a bird uh, chest, you know because you can start with that well hey you know I mean I'm slender go, go I'm please. slender man I'm I'm not the slender man but I am slender man I just <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm made a hell of made a hell of a career out of not having a chest so I think you're doing fine. Yikes. All right. Uh, <laughs> He's very... made the jokes about it before. It's fine. It's fine. But anyways, uh, so if you need a little push, uh, this was the only thing actually I was going to, I was going to, I was going to offer, which is uh, maybe a little, uh, a little side bet action. Oh. I know JC is usually more the gambling guy, but I am willing to even put my own, uh, my own, my own personal, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, embarrassment <laughs> <I just laughs> on the line here. Guy. I can't wait for this. And uh, so <sighs> I'm thinking for SummerSlam predictions, if I beat you, mm-hmm. then we need Nestle maximum male models application, pictures taken, sent in to WWE, ready to go. I'll see that bet. I'll see that bet. But if I win, you got to do it. <laughs> and here's the thing: when you lose, worried. when you lose, I want I want the dogs in the photos. I want the ferrets in the photos. I want you to oh get creative God. with it. I want you to get all PETA up in that shit. I mean, I want you. <laughs> I, that's what I want. Now there's a hope. Okay. There's my hope, right? Yeah, you're on. You're on. I'm excited. When I beat you in predictions, when I beat you in SummerSlam predictions, it is on. Okay, that's fine. We're gonna it do is it. On. It is absolutely on. I cannot wait to and gel gonna, my hair up. I'm going to gel my hair up oh, in a absolutely. faux hawk and like do the whole, oh yeah, I'll do it. I got great sunglasses for this. I, I'm so excited if I win, but I'm almost excited to lose this too. So this is a win-win, <laughs> I think. As long as I don't go shirtless, oh, well, I'm fine. I might have to, it's not like boudoir <laughs> pictures that I'm just going to send my wife or anything. It's just weird. But uh, yeah. No, oh, so the, I don't know. I think, I feel like shirtless has to be the way to I go. I can't do I it. Think, I just, I, I'm just not, I'm just not as confident with my shirt off. I'm a layers guy. Oh boy, I'm a layers guy. <laughs> I'm an under the covers. Well, do you have any good? Uh, do, you have, do you have any? Do you have like any good compression maybe shirts that you could wear? Something nice and tight. I had a nice tight shirt on yesterday. People were saying it was good looking on me, so maybe I'll wear that white t-shirt. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you've also got a few weeks till SummerSlam, so if you want, you can hit the gym and maybe start bulking up a little bit. You maybe feel a little bit better about that. What, what the hell? Is, uh, do you think I just put it like HGH <laughs> into my arms, and all of a sudden I'm gonna be the Hulk? Come on! I like Bert's comment down here. It says you're gonna throw it. You're gonna throw your picks just because you've been you've been anxiously awaiting. <laughs> so Bert's right. I've been anxiously having an excuse. For, what is this a layup? <laughs> gonna go to throw his picks. Look. So I'll tell you this much. I have been amazing for the last year in picks. I have not been so amazing this year. I am like second to last. So I need a big yeah, dub. I'm, I'm down. I'm down there with you. Don't get me wrong. I'm a big dub, but this is this is a fun way for for you and me to fight because we're not gonna win. We'll maybe win in January and when it counts, but yeah. oh, I'm not worried about it. We got all year to come back. It's only SummerSlam. We got plenty of time. Plenty of time. Lots of lots of predictions left. Absolutely, lots of predictions so left. You, so there's you, nothing to worry about there. You have your hope here. I'm gonna I'm gonna expound upon a little thing here real quickly. I'm I'm looking at everybody thinking, oh, Theory's gonna cash in here. This is my hope. I don't think Theory's going to cash in because he keeps saying it, keeps saying it, keeps saying it, keeps saying it. I think they're going to hold, they're going to tease it, Alberto Del Rio style, whatever. Uh, and then, of course, he'll have to get, you know, Superman punched and everything. Or maybe Cena will be coming out, like Stoop said, and just beat Theory or make him run away. That'd be an interesting thought. But I think here's where you get the maximum thing. You have Mac beat Roman Reigns in front of the UK. Big pop. Biggest pop you'll ever hear. Road Warrior style. Oh, my God. 
the swords are going off, the pyros are going off, all this stuff. And then, then, then theory comes in and takes away the UK's moment right then and there and beats the Mac. Because for me, then you could sliver off maybe something here where it's a two out of three falls, like Stoop said, for Mac in theory. And then you could have Ron Smackdown do some things here and then we can get back to the way things were. But I think Mac winning in UK, big moment, you get it. And then Theory winning right after would be nuclear because I feel like the UK would find some way, some way special to attach themselves to Theory in some god-awful chant that none of us will think of in the United States <laughs> and do something for that man that no one else can. And I think that's the maximum moment for him, no pun intended. Like, Theory getting booed out of a giant UK arena stadium yeah. would be phenomenal. Phenomenal for him. And you'd see things get thrown. You'd see, you'd see a real moment, I think, of just frustration. Because I think oh, yeah, absolutely. as much as people yeah, hate the Roman Reigns thing, fire. but they, that's a yeah. riot-worthy thing. That's what I think. Oh, absolutely, yeah. That place would get lit on fire. Grim would be over there just just, just chucking stuff and who knows. Like, oh, God, him and his kid are going to go nuts if that ever if that was to happen. I so, would love yeah, that. I, I, I could, yeah, that's I could mine. see that. Yeah, uh, no, that's all right. Well, it's not the worst hope I've ever heard, but I don't know. I, I don't know. The worst it. hope is putting me shirtless anywhere. I, uh, whatever it is, what it is. It is what it is. You uh, just paint the jobber knocker logo on your chest or something. You know what I mean? Like how, when the warrior used to do like, Oh yeah, I could do on that. His, on yeah. Chest, you could like, you could body paint jobber knocker on your That's chest true. and just go and just go nuts. I could do that. I could do that. There and you have go. to find somebody that can paint it. It's a very, very, very hard logo to replicate, but I get what you're saying. Uh, so let's move on sure, to our we'll comeback. See who's the most artistic? I'm gonna I'm gonna give my comeback to get this Butch because Butch is in a main event of SmackDown. Butch substituted himself so eloquently in for the boy that uh, you know I love Sheamus. We had some little bit of a touch of the sickness or COVID. I don't know if you joke about COVID is a good idea, but uh, you know is what it is. Sheamus. Obviously, we're going to have Sheamus and Mac at SummerSlam for the right to face Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar at the UK pay per view at Castle. Again, a match that I'm always boned up for, but three or two weeks to get to it is going to be fatiguing. But Butch made it fun, even though it was a jobber alert. Mac, slicing and dicing and pyro, good way to end the show. Everybody loves a good kaboom. But I was excited because everybody gives shit about Butch and how Butch is this, Butch is that. But he's in the main event of Raw, I'm not, main event of SmackDown, and he's doing a great job. And I thought he did an excellent job in his position. And again, I think you guys need to give a little bit more love for Butch because I think... Butch, to me, is the unsung hero of that three-man group. I think he's what I watch. Like, Sheamus is great. Ridge, the fridge, I could do without. But Butch, my eyeballs are glued to Butch every single time, and I think everybody needs to give a little bit more respect to Butch. There's my comeback. Yeah, Butch, is, Butch has been the highlight of that group, so I can't even disagree with you there. I was actually pretty excited. When they when they announced Drew versus Sheamus and then the winner was go to the, go to the UK show, I actually I was kind of confused about that. I was like, why are we doing that now when you've got SummerSlam? And, uh, but then when Seamus came out, said he was feeling sick and then, and then put Bush and Butch in the match. I was like, all right, now I'm in. If we got Butch, I'm good. Seamus, I was like, no, nah, I'm good. But Butch, absolutely all day long. My comeback, I'm giving it to, uh, which I learned this, uh, this morning is, uh, the birthday boy today, Mr. Brock Lesnar. Happy birthday to you, sir. Uh, he's getting my comeback. Uh, it's also, uh, Sammy Zane's birthday as well. So interestingly enough, Sammy Zane, Brock Lesnar share a birthday. I didn't know that. That would be a great segment. It's my birthday celebration for Sami Zayn, and then Brock Lesnar puts his arm around and be like, actually, it's it's, uh, it's my birthday. And he's like, yeah, sure, sorry, whatever you want. I think that'd be wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, that'd be fun. 
All right, it's time to go to the big old finish. And we got a lot to talk about. We've got NXT. We've got AEW. Anything else that we did not talk about that Ray wants to get off his chest? Because he doesn't get these moments very much, folks. Uh, so, look, we'll start with NXT because we know that, uh, well, hey, we know that NXT's where Ray likes it anyway. So, we're going to start. Mandy Rose taking on Roxy for the NXT championship. What do you think? I got to imagine Mandy's going to hold on to that belt. Uh, it is interesting that Toxic Extraction lost the tag belts at Great American Bash last week, which I thought was, I thought that was good. Um, I, I do like uh, Roxy and Cora Jade. Uh, I think they're going to make great champions. So I was pretty happy to see them kind of win those tag belts. I figured it was coming, but um, yeah, I can't see, I can't see Mandy dropping the belt anytime soon, at least not to, I mean, especially if they've already got the tag team championship. So. But what if they just want to overload Roxy with everything? That's aggressive. I don't know. That's aggressive. I don't think that's going to happen. That's aggressive. <laughs> that seems aggressive. That's aggressive. I don't aggressive. know. Like I said, I think she's, I mean, she'll be a champion of, I, I, you know, at some point, I'm sure, but I just don't know if now's the time for that to happen. All right, so, that's fine. I don't know. I'm really curious to see who ends up taking that belt off of Mandy Rose. It's, it's got to be Roxy. It has to be Roxy at some point. She's so? the next one. I don't know. She's the next one for now, but I mean, I don't she's know. She's the I one. See them building she's up. the one they're going to build the them... entire brand around. She's still yeah, young. She's like 19 or 20 or whatever. Well, yeah. Yeah, well, she that's got the a great lot thing of years left. It's a huge youth movement down there, which is awesome. So we just got to wait and see kind of what happens. Oh, brother. Okay, fine. Whatever. We can disagree about everything. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Moving on. Well, to... that's what happens when happens when you're wrong. Yeah, sure. Okay, I'm wrong about everything. Moving on to something that we're all excited about: Solo Sequoia taking on the Von Wagon. I am excited for this matchup because Von Wagon is going to beat Solo Sequoia or whatever his name is. It's just, I just, I. I am excited for this. This is a nestled match right here. Yeah, that's that definitely, that's uh, that's right. That that wagon yes. is right in your wheelhouse. Yes, I love, so, so. who do you think? you think Vaughn's <laughs> going to win or you think Solo? Uh, I, well, if you're picking Vaughn Wagon, I got to assume Solo Sequoia is going to probably win this one. So I just got to say, look, I think Solo's great. Makes sense. But if he's going to lose yeah. and go up to the bloodline, what about putting over the Vaughn? I'm just saying, just saying. No, he's got to have a big win, big win on the way out. Speaking of big wins, we have Apollo looking for a big win in NXT against Vinny Vinny Vici. I couldn't give less of a shit about. Apollo wins this one. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, I got to assume Apollo's going to win. I mean, he's, he's, he's been doing great ever since he went down there. You know, unfortunately, he left this guy hanging up on the main roster. So who knows? Maybe, maybe he'll get a win if he gets a little help from his big man. I just, what was Bert? So I'm not going to, I'm going to say this very quickly. This is, this is my father-in-law saying Nestle is the best. So honestly, don't hate on him. He's a wonderful human being. And he guy. loves me. He loves me no matter what. He has to. Your he, family. He yes. has to. It's not. He, he, he doesn't me. trust me. He doesn't want. He doesn't want to. He doesn't. And he might love you, but he probably doesn't like you. Well, that's okay? fine. Everybody I, has. Everybody has that family member where it's like I love them because they're my family and I have fair. to love them, but I just don't like them. And, and you're you're that guy. Bert says, "Stop this solo." Do you mean stop talking about him or stop everything about Stolo? Solo. Excuse me. I got to assume that he thinks that you're wrong and that Solo is obviously going to Solo's win, not so. going to win. Solo's, it's the Vaughn wagon. You can't lose to the wagon it. and not be excited about it, folks. All right, whatever. I don't know. You guys need to no, get on this. Good. You guys need to get on the wagon. It's it's a big deal. It's a big fucking deal. When he gets catapulted into the main event of SmackDown and Raw, you guys are going to sit there and vomit, and I'm going to have a good old-fashioned laugh. It's going to be great. It's going to be fucking awesome. Moving over yeah, to, we'll see. Moving over to AW to make... You know, your skin crawl, essentially, I guess is the best way to say this. We have yeah. a, we have an interesting week here. Uh, first off, we yeah, got Fighter Fest. Yeah, I started Fest. looking into that. 
Yeah, I, it's another. So they're so they're having another theme week apparently over on AEW, oh, which is like absolutely ridiculous. No, you, somebody needs to explain this to me, okay? We literally just did Blood and Guts. What a week, two weeks ago was there a big, huge AEW Dynamite Blood and Guts event or something? Now all this, now we've got Fighter Fest. I think I saw there's another thing going on with either like Rampage or Dark, which is like some kind of special. I saw I saw Thunder Roses in a match as part of like a championship eliminator thing because every single match and every single episode of Dynamite apparently needs to have some kind of a gimmick to it because they're dog shit at telling actual storylines. Okay. It doesn't make sense. Like, Oh great. We're going to give everybody all their favorite matches and we're going to give everybody what they want. You're going to get dream match after dream match after dream match, but it doesn't matter because none of them actually mean anything. All it is is stupid dream matches to get all the internet versions all boned up about AEW. When in reality, they have absolutely no idea how to tell a halfway decent story. So they're going to sit here and just throw gimmick, not even pay-per-views, but they're just going to take a, they're going to take dynamite, turn it into some random gimmick name like Fighter Fest or Blood and Guts or Glory and whatever or something stupid to make you try and watch it. But guess what? It doesn't work because people still aren't watching it because their fucking ratings keep going down. So, yeah, that's what I have to say about AEW and AEW Fighter Fest. Anyways, yeah, what fucking dream matches do we have this week that everybody's going to sit there and tell me is a million times better than anything WWE could ever produce? Because guess what? You're fucking wrong. Do you feel better? Do you feel better? A little bit. Is your hand yeah, shaking? Yeah, I've been really holding on Is your hand a shaking a little? Um, I'm, I'm fired up. I'm fired up. That was, uh, that was salty. Fired up. That was a salty take. It's, it's, just, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I couldn't believe it. When I, I, so I, I went to go look online to see... Because I know usually you guys do this at the end of the show where you do a whole thing about, uh, you know, oh, here's what's coming up this week on AEW and on NXT. And look, I'm not going to lie. I got a little bit of hot take on NXT too, which is they need to stop doing all their specials on the USA Network and go back to doing net, going back to doing specials on the network. Because although Great American Bash was great and was a lot of fun, it didn't really feel like it meant anything because it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a network special. It wasn't on Peacock. It wasn't the WWE Network like they used to do. It was just on – it was just NXT – Great American Bash, like a normal week, except we're going to call it the Great American Bash. Like it's, it, it, it just, it, it's driving me crazy. And I just don't understand why we can't go back to having NXT doing their specials on Peacock like they used to do. Like those were, those were a lot of fun. All the takeovers and everything back in the day, those were a lot of fun because they felt like they were a big deal. And now that NXT seems to be kind of going away from that and they're doing all their specials now on USA as part of their weekly programming, it just doesn't, doesn't feel like that big of a deal anymore. And this is the same thing that's happening with AEW. AEW keeps trying to book their weekly shows to make it sound like it's more important than it really is by calling it something special, by calling it Fighter Fest and calling it Blood and Guts and calling it whatever it is that they're going to call it. Because guess what? We're going to have Fighter Fest this week, and then in two weeks they're going to call it something else, and it's not going to fucking matter. So at the end of the day, they just, it needs to stop. It needs to stop. Well, we have Fighter Fest week one. There's Fighter Fest oh, week two. Oh, Jesus. Fuck me. You've got to be kidding me. How many weeks of this do we have? We have Shark Week coming up, too, where I believe someone's in a shark cage. That's next week, I believe. Where Eddie Kingston. AEW Shark Week's coming up, too, right? Aren't they doing like a whole thing? No, there's a shark cage during Shark Week next week at Fighter Fest, I believe. If next week is Shark. Uh, I I don't know about Shark Week that well. But uh, anyway, let's get into Dynamite. We've been talking way too long. We have a world title eliminator, Mox versus Take a Shitta, or whatever his name is. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it literally says take shitta. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm terrible. Yeah, okay. at but honestly, if he wins, I, yeah. if he wins, he gets a title shot. I don't know why, but what the fuck? WWE gets shit all the time for these contender matches. Stupid so, shit. Yeah. So their version. So that's so that's a championship eliminator match. Is when if you beat the champion, you get a shot. So it's literally the same thing that yeah, it's the same thing that WWE does because they just did that. Didn't they just? Wasn't that the one with? Oh, they, did they do that with Carmelo? Oh, no. Next week. I'm sorry. Next week with Natty. Right. Natty and. Uh, it's all dog uh, shit. No matter who does it, it's all them. dog shit. Yeah. 
Well, I, it is, but the problem is that every, all these all these people on the internet won't admit that. They'll sit there and try and tell you that uh, that an AEW Championship Eliminators match is the coolest, the most innovative thing that could ever happen. But a WWE Championship Contenders match is the stupidest thing in the world and shouldn't be done. And if they pin the champion, then that shouldn't then they should be the champion and shouldn't be that they get a championship match. Like none of that makes sense. You're and not gonna you're not you're not gonna get you're not gonna get anything from me. I just. I agree. Moving on, TNT Wardlow, big win for the man, and now he's facing Orange Cassidy. Yeah. So, congratulations to Wardlow for winning the AEW Hot Potato Championship because apparently that thing changes hands every like two or three weeks. So good for you. Uh, he'll probably hold on to it for maybe a month, and then it'll go to somebody else because again, AEW needs to have championship matches and title changes to make themselves seem, seem more relevant. Cause they can't tell a story for dog shit. Tell me it's not the Hot Potato Championship. That thing changes hands more than the WWE 24-7 title. It's, it's insane. Moving on. Yeah, you got nothing. You can't, Claudio Castagnoli takes on Jake Hager. Hager, whatever his swagger name is. I don't know. Does uh, anybody care about this matchup? Because I certainly don't. Uh, it's yeah, tough. I could... I give we a hear, shit about uh, We hear from Jericho talking about his shark cage match. We also have tag titles, triple or nothing, Bucks versus Swerve Lee versus Starks and Hobbs. I love Starks and Hobbs. They're great. I love the Young Bucks. They're great. Oh. But Swerve Lee just needs to turn on each other and move on. Like, Starks I, I'm, and, Starks and Hobbs are there to eat the pin. So. It's a bummer. It's Good a bummer. Them. We hear from Christian with his turtleneck and his dinosaur. I don't know. Oh, Does yeah. anybody care He's about that? He's going to say something. Uh, he's going to say something horrific, I'm sure. He's been, I mean, his promos have been kind of fun, but man, some of the stuff that that guy's saying, it's like, oh, buddy, like, oh my God. Like, fuck you, your dad's dead. It's like, what? Okay. They go a little <laughs> overboard. They go oh, a little man. overboard. Like, and then, of course, we have the the, the JC special, Anna J versus uh, Serena Deep. So, Serena Deep, excuse me, I said Deep. I'm, that is, I mean, I don't know. That's interesting. I couldn't really predict who's going to win that because, I mean, Deeb's been doing, obviously, she's she's been in the title picture for a little bit, but if she's, like, kind of on her way back down, like, it'd be a good chance to give Anna Jay a win to maybe build her up to put her into a position to maybe challenge for one of the, either the TBS or the AEW Women's Championship. But I, I don't know. Didn't she challenge for the TBS, I think, at one point? I mean, that's the only real thing that AEW's got going on for them is Jade Cargill in the TBS Championship. She was at the NASCAR race with uh, Bianca Belair. Everybody knows that they took a picture together, so they wanted to post it online, but I think they're refusing to do that. So. Get deep off my TV. I could agree a little bit more, but I will agree because uh, deep is, um, she's a lot of sizzle. No steak or all steak, no sizzle, depending on which way you look at yeah, it. Yeah, no, I'd say it's the opposite because, I mean, her her matches that she – when she – her matches that she had with Thunder Rosa were all, were all really good. I mean, Deep can go. You know, don't get me wrong. Again, it just comes down to not being able to tell a, a sensical story and not putting your talent in a position I feel like to succeed. Like, that's the problem with AEW. They just throw the most – they just throw fucking dream matches out there and assume that that's fine and people will tune in. That's all Forbidden Door was, was a bunch of dream matches. There was no – there was no actual – storytelling being done there was no there was nothing it was literally just like here's dream matches and that's all you need so congratulations like which is fine look if that's what you're into if you just want to watch cool wrestling matches that's fine there's a million of them on youtube i'm sure you can watch you don't have to worry about you don't have to think about it at all because you don't have to worry about uh, coherent storytelling or anything else it's just it's i mean i'm sorry but it's just it's just not for me like i could care less and a lot of the dream matches that people are talking about are a bunch of dudes that I don't know because AEW had never never bothered to take the time to actually build them up and make them seem credible and relevant. 
And that's why that's not my problem. And I feel I feel bad because a lot of what they're doing is a lot of cool stuff. But like when Mox faces this guy, I know he's doing a lot of great stuff. The Japanese guy, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I know nothing about him because I've I've done no research in terms of trying to figure it out because they haven't presented me to him in a way that I can care. Because Mox is just going to hold that championship till CM Punk's come back. So why do I care about this matchup? Why? Like I, I, everything's already there, and I just it's tough. It's very very tough. A lot of this is tough. It doesn't matter, and AEW doesn't care about that. They don't care about you. They don't care about a casual fan. They are, they are, they are promoting, and they are aiming for a very, very specific group of wrestling fans, which is fine. And they've locked in on them, and they've got them, and that's fine. But guess what? You're not going to grow your audience. You're not going to grow your ratings, and you're not going to make you're not going to make money. You've officially you've officially put yourself in a box. And until they do anything to make it to get out of that box and to be better, then that's what they're going to be. They're going to they're going to rake in around nine hundred, you know, probably have like you know around eight nine hundred thousand viewers for Dynamite. I don't even fucking know what Rampage gets because I've heard that, that show is fucking trash. Um, and then obviously they've got all their stuff on Dark. Like I don't know what kind of YouTube views they're getting on Dark, but I can't imagine they're probably not that great. And I'd be willing to bet that WWE having Brock Lesnar F5 Otis through a table is going to get more views on YouTube than any AEW, than all the AEW dark matches combined. So, and there's a reason for that. So until they want to do better and try and expand themselves, then they're just, they're, they're shooting them. They're just shooting themselves in the foot. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Fuck them. All right. Well, I have been through the ringer today with you. So I know that AEW is, is not your, your, your favorite thing to talk about. So. I'm going to clip a couple of things off and put them on social that I've heard so far from you oh. and when it comes to AEW. So I send all I your hate to, a- send all your hate to AEW. I love a- talking about AEW because it gets me all fired up. It's just that when you start getting all these fucking idiots coming at you talking about how great it is, like calm down. It's not, not the savior of the wrestling world. I'm, I can't sit here and defend everything WWE does because God knows they're, they're, they're not perfect. Like they do. Some, we just talked for over an hour about all the, kind of dumb yeah. shit they did this week. But, it's, but at the end of the day, at least everything that they did, like they were trying to, uh, well, most of the stuff they did, they were trying to at least build it as a coherent story. They were trying to tell you, like, this is, you know, this is the person's what they're doing, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Like, we're building up to something. AEW is just like, here, have dream matches. Oh, look at this. Oh, fucking Moxley's going to wrestle some random dude. And, like, it doesn't matter. Like, it, it, none of it matters. It just, all he does is he just fucking throws names. He's got a dartboard with all of the names on it. And it's like every week he just throws the darts. Who's going to wrestle who this week? You know what I mean? Cause then I have to worry about actually taking time to think about booking. <sighs> I did. I Bur- did Bursky with the, with I, the, did with I think the line of the day is that uh, sounds like Ray I needed did. this AEW therapy. Event. He just wanted to have I everybody did. listen to him because this is what we get in the thread all the time where he gets very upset about AEW. Anyway, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this show up because we've gone far too long for a non pay per view jobber knocker in my opinion. <laughs> so, <laughs> I want to thank Ray Ray for stepping in for the JC. I'm sure I'll get all sorts of notes from JC about the the uh, the podcast this week. Uh, thank you for listening. Obviously, you can always follow us on social media: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Jobberknocker. Make sure you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Of course, we can start with Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher. Amazon, and I think Anchor. And there's other things, too, that I can't even imagine. But, again, give us a like. Tell your friends about it. Obviously, enjoy these things on YouTube as well. And, uh, Ray, again, thank you for being part of the Jobber Knocker. I'll be back next week with some more Jobber Knocker. I'll be back whenever you want because I am certified. I am a certified guest host. So anytime (laughs) you want me back, anytime anybody wants me on their podcast, you let me know because I've got a certificate right here that proves that I can do it. 
So let's go. Unbelievable. We'll see, we'll see you next week. <laughs>